on today's episode of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. We actually talked to R. Kelly for over 80 minutes. The R&B singer says he has little money left. Your income, it was reported that your income was very high. Hundreds of millions of dollars, we'll say that, because I don't want to get hung up on the semantics. I wish that was true. And yet when you were in jail last week, the bond was $100,000, and they said R. Kelly couldn't even afford to get himself out of jail. Then a friend had to come and bail you out of jail. What is your financial situation, if you don't mind saying? Here's the deal. So many people have been stealing my money. People was connected to my account. I went into, I went by myself for the first time to uh, Bank of America. Didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know what the hell was going on. When? When when did you do that? First time by yourself? Three weeks ago to a month. Three weeks ago was the first time you went to Bank of America by yourself? By myself. Because I was so tired of not knowing where my money was, what my publishing is. Isn't that on you then? Huh? Isn't that on you? A lot of it's on me. That you didn't know where your money is? A lot of it's on me. And people say he doesn't have money because he had to pay so much in settlements. What do you say about that? Lie. According to court documents, Kelly settled three lawsuits with women who alleged they were minors when he had sex with them. But Kelly says what really caused him is the people who had access to his bank account, something he found out from a bank teller. I like $350,000 in the bank. And I told her, look, take that. I'm going to start a new account. And, and, and that's the way it is, right? So she said, okay, it's going to take six to seven business days to clear. Does that make sense? Yeah. The day after the trip to the bank, Kelly was indicted on 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse. He says he was unable to access his bank account to make bail. Now he's back in jail for this separate child support case, something he became emotional about during our interview. How can I pay child support? How? If my ex-wife is destroying my name and I can't work, how can I work? How can I get paid? How can I take care of my kids? How? Your ex-wife... Use your common sense. Your ex-wife says you abused her, Robert. 13 13 years being married. I flew in on a helicopter. I flew in... On a helicopter. Yes. 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 Can somebody get us some tissue? I don't want no tissue. I'm going to leave. Look, man, look. I'm telling y'all. I flew in on a helicopter with a damn puppy. And I proposed to drill whom I was in love with. Wait, what? Hey, look. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. We got married. Okay? We had three beautiful kids. Not once have I ever had a domestic violence call at the house and all this, that, and the other. It never happened. Okay? But in a Lifetime docuseries, Surviving R. Kelly, his ex-wife Andrea described a tumultuous and sometimes dangerous relationship. And I went to the National Domestic Violence Awareness Hotline. And there are 17 questions. There was only two things on that list that Robert hadn't done to me. 
to me like to you being abused. Is Andrea not telling the truth when she said she was abused by you? She not telling the truth? Absolutely. She's not telling the truth. I love her to death. I know I have nothing against her still. That is my kid's mother. She's making if that up. You why? One thing, why is you, she making that up, Robert? I'm not disrespecting her by saying she's not telling the truth. I'm just being honest. Somebody sent me something on my phone and it said that a hog tied her. I don't know how to hog tie people. What would I hog tie? My kids is listening to this, all of this nonsense, and I ain't been to spend no time with them. This is real. This is not a lie. What kind of woman would tear down a dad who's trying to have a relationship with their kids? You know how many kids need a relationship with their father? What is your relationship with your Oh, children? my God. What is your relationship with your children? Zero. Zero. But I know my kids love me. And I'm in love with my kids. I love my kids. If you, if you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode 122. 122 of the hashtag Blackout Podcast. I'm Jared. What's up, people? I'm Jay. And we are back and at it again. Jay, how was your week, cousin? Busy, bro. Yep. As I like to say, too busy. Work busy. Home busy. <laughs> Lots of projects I got to deal with and try and accomplish. Mm-hmm. But that's that's about all I can say, man. It's just I, I don't really have much of a <laughs> much of a life outside of always working spending time with the family that's it yeah that is absolutely it man cool cool yeah busy busy all the time man totally understand uh it's the beginning of the year so you know probably even busier than normal um yeah can understand that uh yeah same here on this side uh this past couple weeks have been sort of all over the place but super busy uh, really, uh, especially getting back to town from out of town for a few days and uh, just, you know, just catching up on life, man. You know, that's that's what work and life is all about, sadly. Uh, you got to catch up sometimes on too much stuff going on. But all that being said, that did not leave this last, you know, week or so without... I don't know, just a bunch of foolishness foolishness going on in this world. Uh, as every week does. You know, sometimes it's a little more apparent. Sometimes it's reported a little bit more than other times. Uh, and as you guys heard in the intro, in the opening, man, we had some wild stuff going with R. Kelly. Uh, you know, continually going on with R. Kelly, I guess. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, talk a little bit more about that later on. Uh, but right now. Uh, we want to get to some voicemails. Uh, so, Jay, why don't you tell the people where they can leave us a voicemail, and then we'll we'll go from there. Let's see if I remember this number, since I don't have my notes. Uh, 385 325 2572 or 
transition job or not job transition but some uh some job foolishness going on it sounds like mm-hmm. yeah man i know that you know sometimes you sort of have that that similar feeling 
you know, but maybe not staying, maybe actually going somewhere else. I just think about leaving, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah straight up. Period. I don't even want to tell you the truth, people. I don't even want to work no more. Yeah. I know that sounds silly because I'm a married man, a father of two. Got to make money somehow to, to provide for my family, but this damn dog in the background keep whining. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Sometimes it just gets to be, it just gets to be too much foolishness. Like, I gotta spend the rest of my life dealing with this type of thing, you know. Yeah. Dealing with people at work, dealing with the, uh, you know, just not being uh, uh, totally satisfied with my job. And of course, I'm sure other people would say, "Oh, well, the easy thing is just leave." Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not really that simple, but yeah. If only know. it were, right? If only it were that simple. Yeah. If I could just hop, skip, and jump to another place, but you never know what that other place will bring. If it'll be worse, yeah. If it'll be better, never know. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna tell you, man. Uh, before moving in here, uh, obviously, you know, as it's been well documented, if you guys listen to any of our shows. Uh, that talked about, um, you know, that I when I've talked about our move and stuff like that, uh, uh, and really like, you know, deep stuff behind the move, like just saying, you know, how I felt about it and everything. I sort of came here kicking and screaming, uh, moving from Texas to Utah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying it just wasn't really my, <laughs> wasn't ever my plan in life. Uh, you know, what I'm saying that wasn't what I envisioned. Um, and I I worked in a I would say it's a little bit of a revolving door uh, where I worked, but the turnover rate wasn't as high there. Uh, also, you know, there's just sort of like a ceiling that you couldn't necessarily crack uh, at that place. And, um, you know, also it's sort of like, so you're sort of like treading water. And I worked there for, I think combined was like 10 years or so, uh, which is crazy. Um, so, yeah, so, and, and, you know, I was well comfortable, had plenty, you know, friends there, obviously family in town with you guys, uh, and even family, you know, closer, um, you know, a lot closer than now, uh, you know, four or five hour drive to Houston. So, yeah, so moving here was not in my plans of life, but, you know, I moved here, the new job that I got. Didn't really know much about it. Thought I would only be there for a short time just because it was something different. But I thought it was going to be more transitional. Um, and really didn't have another clue. And, and I end up, um, you know, I, I really do enjoy the place I work at, the people I work with. Uh, you know, there's some trifling and foolish times, as with everybody's job, I think. Uh, but overall, you know, it's been a great decision moving here. Pay went up. Uh, you know, my happiness on a de- everyday basis went up you know um uh you know so it's 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 allowed for a lot of things um it's sort of like you know six in one hand and and half dozen in the other it's sort of like you you know where you're comfortable at know what you're doing while you're comfortable where you are uh Mm -hmm. and then the other other half is like the excitement and the trepidation at the same time of leaving your current situation and doing something else whether not working or whether going to do something else that you like to do or whether just moving to a new place of employment or even moving to a new job within the same company you know uh you know just transitioning roles to something else so uh you know there's 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 always like a little 
it's like a mix i think sometimes or it's or it's just all of one either that excitement or you know thought of what's actually going to be happening next uh, or you know what am i going to do if this happens or that happens so it's crazy man so right. it's wild but yeah, yeah, yeah it's I'm, totally understandable. I'm like i'm like honestly considering going back to like blue collar work because i can't stand sitting in a cubicle all day for real i think i think i was more happier picking up trash at the park whenever i was uh started working at 15 <laughs> than dealing with this mess i mean of course the paycheck is a lot different but yeah for sure you know were you a uh were you was that just based like a park maintenance or park janitor what was that no i mean it was like some summer program for kids you know i get to work with side by side with a. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to call them like ex-cons. I'll just say people trying to get their life back on track. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know we work side by side and do maintenance stuff. Go to different sites, pick up trash, uh, fix stuff. You know, it's it's a bunch of. Yeah, I mean, I, I just thought it was a a good way to start a a career. Uh, I ain't gonna say career, right. but start my work life. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah, understand that. I was gonna say because yeah, my first job was my first official job, I guess, that I got paid for was uh, a janitor at church. So I'd have to go like once a week, and yeah, man, clean up, vacuum, you know, sweep, mop, all that stuff. Um, yeah, and that's probably why I don't like actually cleaning up stuff now. That's why God sent me a woman that liked to clean up. I guess. <laughs> Uh, because oh, yeah, man, man. I hate good thing that. you added in that last part because that would have caused some controversy. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah, man. I, I tell you what, man, it's just not. It, it teaches you a lot of stuff, but yeah, man, you think about those days when it was simpler, uh, you know, or blue blue collar work that you did, or you know, just work around a, in a whole different industry. You know, it's different compared to what you you know what you do now. Mm-hmm. What Hell, I do, I now. had more fun like. Tossing bags at the airport. I was gonna say, man, airport jobs are always up there. Yeah, getting paid like pennies. Yeah, you know, but you know, it was fun. Mm -hmm. Always kept me on my toes. Mm -hmm. You know. Then after that, started doing like manufacturing work, soldering, and doing all kind of engineering type stuff. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah. And then I got to just weird. You get to these jobs that you sit down all day and the paycheck goes up yeah. like way higher isn't that crazy yeah. isn't that crazy yeah, that's crazy man. It, it just seems like the less you you know physically are working uh you know unless you're like some athlete or something like that the less you mm-hmm. physically work the more you know you could potentially make uh you know you just it just seems backwards it seems like you're not like maybe you're working hard and you're and you're stressing your brain you know what i'm saying uh, more than you may in some of the some other jobs, maybe not. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. you sit at a computer, you know, eight out eight plus hours a day, uh, you know, five maybe more days a week, and yeah, all of a sudden your pay goes up. Like what? What? <laughs> when I was out here killing myself, working hard, destroying my body, you know, I thought I was doing good, but I guess I'm doing you know better now. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. You're right. You're right on with that. All right, cool. So, thank you for that first one, um, Kayla. Let's see here. So, uh, 
we actually have one more voicemail from her and uh just to pre uh you know just to i guess um uh you know talk about this before she just previewed this whatever uh this is actually sort of like foreshadowing uh later on into the show uh a little mm-hmm. bit of stuff we're gonna talk about so here we go three two one Hey y'all, this is Mrs. Beaver right now. I'm at home eating. Uh, lots of tea, it's so good. But anyways, uh, I guess I've been missing an accent because I've been a little busy. But what I'm, I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Instagram. People mimicking R. Kelly interview that he did with Gail King, I believe. And uh, I'm gonna have to catch it. It's very interesting from what I hear. He's all upset and stuff. And, um, R. Kelly, they, they may get you, buddy. You, you, you may have to do some some time. Um, I don't know. But um, there's this Amazon uh, show called Fifth Ward. But we'll talk about that later. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about R. Kelly right now. I just think it's interesting. They say he was on there crying and getting up and stumping around. So I, I got to catch it. I don't know where. I just have to Google it. Um, y'all check it out. Tell me what y'all think. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, we'll definitely get into the R. Kelly thing a little bit later on. Um, it's it's pretty interesting. Do you know anything about the Amazon show called Fifth Ward? Uh, it sounds familiar, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I have, thought I came across it, but I don't have the Amazon Prime, so I can't watch it. Sadly, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the R. Kelly thing in a little bit. But you know, I I totally forgot. Uh, so her previous her previous voicemail, uh, she you know talked about the ten worst uh, neighborhoods to live. Um, you know, there in in Memphis. Uh, so while we we're while we we're sort of talking about that. Um, I looked up the 10 worst neighborhoods to live in Salt Lake area, in Fort Worth, and then in America. So hmm. let's see here. <laughs> let's, see we go. let's see if we've ever lived in or maybe we currently live in or near some of these places. Uh, five worst neighborhoods according to Fort Worth. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so... Fort Worth, here we go. Southeast, um, which is like, uh, let's see here, Eastland, Glencrest, um, which is weird. It says the medium home, oh, the, okay, the medium home value is 53000 Median home income is 31000 And this is like uh, 2019 data. This is, you know, this is very current. Um, so southeast uh, is one of them, and that's if you remember where my where my wife used to used to teach. Um, I guess that's southeast side, basically like southeast Fort Worth, uh, next to what is that like South Arlington? I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's that's one place. Then in the second place is the northeast. Um, so that's. Yeah, that's well well north um, northeast and east of 35 uh, let's see here northeast um, northeast Fort Worth northeast yeah 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 northeast hmm. northeast of Fort Worth northeast Fort Worth so this says Sylvan Heights West Springdale Bonnie Bray 
I don't know, this is Fort Worth, so this is not not like uh, Keller, North Roots and Hills, Grapevine. It's not, not any of that. It's like Fort Worth proper, I guess. So yeah, so medium home income is is forty thousand. Medium home value um, seventy three thousand. Um, third is Sycamore. So that's Alta Mesa and thirty five. If y'all in forward, y'all know where that is. Know what that is? Uh, Eighty five thousand dollar home values and forty four thousand uh, dollar median income. Uh, let's see here. Northside is the fourth worst, uh, so they say. Um, and then. Uh, so this is just based on like income and, and home. Yeah, I would say home that's property, what, that's not like is. necessarily. Uh, it is not the dangerous neighborhoods, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, but median home value Northside sixty-eight thousand, median income thirty-seven thousand. So this is where Billy Bob's Texas is. This is where the Fort Worth Stockyards is. Anytime you see a picture, video uh, of Fort Worth, uh, they're they're normally showing you Cowtown, the stockyards, like Longhorns walking on the street. That's where this area is. Uh, and then the South Side is the fifth worst, um, and that's where we're gonna stop. Uh, median home value is 83,000 median income 37,000 uh, so this is Morningside Ryan Place so this is actually just south of where uh, my wife and I lived right after we got married um, you know this is this is between 35 and and uh, I guess what is it Cleveland Road so yeah so yeah so this is literally like a couple of miles south from where we lived in our first house uh, after we got married um even though that area is supposedly like coming up a little bit uh it's still you know it's still down there so uh as far as as far as the uh you know the home value um and and median income of home um i'm sure there's other factors mixed in but yeah so there you go there you go so let's see here so worst five places right in four Let's see here. Where are the worst, worst ten neighborhoods in Salt Lake? And this is according to Road Snacks, uh, which you know has a lot of different, uh, you know, cheap, best, safest, worst, dangerous, you know, cities, areas, rankings, um, uh, and they do data every year. So here we go, Salt Lake City. I'm sure it's like there's one place just playing. Uh, here we go. So five worst places. Poplar Grove, I don't know what the heck that is, but Poplar Grove, let me see here. Let me see if I recognize this. Oh yeah, so uh, this is uh, out uh, near the airport, it's more industrial though. Um, but check this out, this is the difference between Fort Worth and, and, uh, and I guess here, is the home value, right? So the worst place to live in Fort Worth, home value said what, 53,000? Just how much that home is valued? It's 120000 in the worst place to live here. Isn't that weird? And I mean, it's mostly industrial. Both parts are mostly industrial. So, so it's really odd. Um, let's see here. Second worst place, Glendale, uh, which is also in a similar area, but it's sort of like north of the airport when you get here. Um, West Point, I never heard of this place in my life. Uh, uh, but it sounds like it's actually it looks like it's out near the airport like west of the airport um which is west of the great salt lake a little bit 
Uh, then it says People's Freeway. Let's see here. Oh, so this is just outside of downtown, just south of downtown. And yeah, there's a lot of, lot of, uh, basically like homeless campgrounds at parks, if you will. Uh, like you mm -hmm. basically don't want to go to a public park in downtown if it's not on a farmer's market day on the weekend or if it's not like the daytime actually in the daytime probably not the best spot uh let's see here and, and number five fair park uh let's see oh i didn't even give the value so sorry um so two to five values of the home 154k 160k 177k and 132k and then uh income um, so first, median income is $39,000, $40,000, that's just outside of downtown, and then $43,000, and this is just north of downtown, it's like the north edge of downtown, so basically you don't want to want to live anywhere near there. And then the sixth worst is downtown Salt Lake, so really weird, a lot of places that are all around that little area. Um, yeah, man, I, it's, it's interesting to see some of these places, especially like the places back in Fort Worth. I know all of these places, these areas at least, um, and, you know, actually lived in one of them. So it's crazy. Okay. 10 worst places to live in America. Wow. Here we go. Memphis, Tennessee is number one. Hmm. Sorry, Kayla. Uh, median home value is 94 K. Um, which they say is the 13th worst in the country, which I don't know, whatever. Uh, but then the unemployment rate is 10%. Jackson, Mississippi, number two, $88,000 home value, 12% unemployment rate. That's, that's sad for my, my dad's home state. Um, let's see here. Uh, what is this? Uh, Detroit, Michigan. Population 679,000, median home value 42K, unemployment rate 19.8%. Wow. So that's like what, like out of out of 670,000, what's that, like 19%, 20% is what, what is that, like uh, 12,000 uh, people, 120,000 people, I don't know, that are unemployed. That's, that's crazy. Um, Dayton, Ohio, number four. 140k people uh median home value 66,000 unemployment rate 12.9 so it's just barely a, just barely right there um you know above jackson uh and fifth worst place to live in america uh is cleveland ohio population 388,000 median home value is 67k unemployment rate 16% this is crazy man Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Then I guess the rest of the top ten is San Bernardino, or let's see, San Bernardino, California, Brownsville, Texas, uh, Tucson, Arizona, which is sort of shocking to be honest, uh, Mobile, Alabama, and Shreveport, Louisiana rounds out the top ten. Oh. Any uh, oh, hey, Waco is number fourteen. Yeah, I don't like Waco, so there you go. Uh, any um, any surprises in any of those locations? Not really. I mean, every place has its, its pretty, uh, let me see, I can say this. I mean, every every city pretty much has a, a, a 
part of town that that has mm-hmm. very low income houses and yeah. possibly a, a very low unemployment rate. Like I look at just looking at Fort Worth and Dallas, just going through here, mm-hmm. there's a lot of places that are like the neighborhoods are just like in need of a lot of help. Yeah, you see a lot of homeless folks, but on the flip side of that, you got a larger population with great jobs. They got yeah. employment. Yeah, they got nice, nice housing. I always see like new housing developments coming up in the areas. Yeah, yeah. But you know, still, you, you still see all this unemployment and all this homeless. I should say, uh, homeless. Yeah, people. You know, it's 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 weird, man. You go back home to Louisiana, it's mm-hmm. just as just as bad, man. So every place has its its ups it and downs. Its goods and bads, it's, right? uh, yeah. yeah, it has its goods and bad spots, man. So you know, it's just a freaking American <laughs> yeah thing. It's you know. America, yeah. It's so America, yeah. But the thing it's I think it was like like kind of I was watching this uh documentary on uh like native american like reservations and stuff man and it's mm-hmm. you talk about pretty bad they they got it like horrible mm. horrible i'll tell you man uh it's it's interesting just when you say that uh and i'm surprised that i don't see any reservations on this list i probably have to look a little bit deeper uh but uh but may i don't know um going to that um Navajo Nation thing I did with my job back in October. Uh, wow, <laughs> wow! To eat, to what what you're saying is dead on accurate. Like the the place the place that we were camping out that we were staying was basically a um, a park slash RV park. Uh, you know, so anybody mm-hmm. just rolling through could just stop there and sort of stay. Uh, um, and I would say it was definitely nicer. The parking lot and the and the and just basically the the options to you know to sleep in your own vehicle were nicer than some of the homes uh and home sites that we went to like they have plenty of land they have multiple acres that their houses are on but they're like i mean they're shanties or they're you know they're just like you know shacks that have been piecemeal together and and mm-hmm. it's interesting you know because if we look back and see think about our grandparents house in louisiana um uh you know out in washington um and think about you know you look at the 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 the, the tin roof uh and you look at you know some of the walls or the doors or the patchwork that was done here and there um you know that wasn't much to to you know to speak of you know comparatively to a you know to a to a house that was just you know in Opelousas or, or something like that but um that was akin to some of the houses out in the Navajo Nation and really a lot of the houses there weren't even as nice as that it was it was pretty sad i remember this one guy's house he didn't have like a window like it's not even a window on his house mm-hmm. and it, it was just and i mean he lived there on a daily basis and who knows how long that window just wasn't there you know right. so but i mean even it's it's just a poor area um you know and there's you know the government funding you know maybe it maybe it does hit there maybe it doesn't hit there uh, which I think it, I think it more or less doesn't hit there, uh, no, I don't think uh, it does. and the parts that do, you know, they have to be really judicious on what they're using it on. Um, you know, it's it's really it's really sad. I did see a couple of new, like you know, fairly new schools there, so it's good for the kids. 
but their home life, you know, and comfortability of the house, having to use, you know, I mean, still like <laughs> crazy having to use like, like what is it, kerosene lanterns to light up, you know, their their homes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is is in this day and age when there's no electricity fed out to some of those areas is 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 quite shocking. I gotta say. So yeah. Yeah, and it's it's pretty sad. Pretty sad. Very sad. Very sad. Even though they were the first here in America. So put that in your pipe, MAGA people. All right, so uh, a couple of cities to note, uh, I'll say, on this list. Um, So a couple cities that are pretty close to home or home. Uh, So Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, that's close to home for you. Uh, It made number 18 on the list. Um, So that was the second... uh, uh, that was the set. Let's see. Waco was 14th, uh, so that, I guess that was the, you know, one of those. Uh, I guess the one of the top Texas cities or the second Texas city. And yeah, Baton Rouge. Then um, New Orleans was number 20. Uh, then we get to my city, H Town, number 25, 25th worst place to live. Uh, whatever. I don't claim that. Um, <laughs> let's see here. What else? Uh, Pasadena, Texas, where I went to high school, uh, or I guess the district I went to high school is also number 39. Uh, let's see here. So Dallas is 47. Uh, I saw a couple other ones here. Arlington, 58. Um, Arlington, Texas yeah, or Virginia? Arlington, 58. Yeah, Arlington, Texas. I never liked Arlington. I never just, I never like it, ever. I like Arlington, man. Arlington's pretty nice. You can have Arlington. Um, oh, man. It's pretty dope out day. there. Uh, oh, wait. Does that say Arlington? You know what? I was wrong. That was Amarillo. Man, I can't read. Uh, dang, I feel like Floyd Mayweather. Okay, so uh, Fort Worth is number 79. Uh, uh, that was not Arlington. I still don't like it though. Fort Worth's number 79. Uh, then here we go. Let's see here. A couple of other Louisiana spots that I saw. I just, or one Louisiana spot I saw, I flew right past it because it sort of got hidden here. Let's see here. Salt Lake is 83 and Lafayette, Louisiana, number 86. So hey, Lafayette's a better place to live than Salt Lake. Yeah, that must be on like based on population. And uh, I think it's a combination of population, home value, and um, median home value, and yeah. uh, the total overall unemployment rate. Because there's a there's a lot of <laughs> there's okay a lot of yeah. spots in Lafayette. Yeah, there, there's a well, there's a lot of spots in Louisiana. Period that are a lot worse than Lafayette. I Lafayette so. would be like one of the places I consider moving back to. Yeah, those were those are some yeah. places that I noted. I mean, there was there was obviously some other some other spots before I got to that one. So so yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Where where do you people live? You know, what's 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 the what's you know, one of the worst places to live. I don't know. I don't know. So, as far as worst places, there you go. As far as best places, why not? Best places to live in America. And I'm not going to go to the Fort Worth and, and the Salt Lake area. Forget that. Whatever. Uh, but I'll, I'll hit this best place to live in America. Just We'll just run through a couple of them real quick. Sunnyvale? Where the heck is that? Someplace I ain't Sunnyvale, going. California, Naperville, Illinois, Torrance, California, Cary, North Carolina, Santa Clara, California, Irvine, California, a lot of California, Bellevue, Washington, which I can attest is got to be true, um, Fremont, California, Huntington Beach, California, and then Gilbert, Arizona, a lot of Cali, so I think 
even though my brother Jordan may not really love it in California because it's not Texas he lives in you know an area that's not that terrible to live in wow it's time for best bars man time for best bars Best bars. So, I'm gonna reprise this again. I think this is the third best bars edition we've done. Um, uh, and yeah, man, you know, best bars, uh, you know, what we do is we grab a song, uh, you know, with multiple artists on it. Uh, it could be new, could be old, uh, could be any, really any genre of music, if you will. And we pick, you know, from whatever artist, whatever performer on there, who had the best bars. Uh, so this week we go back to November 24, 1992 for this release. So you know it's going to be good because it's rap. So it's some good old school rap. So Jay, what song did we pick, man? Hip hop. Uh, we picked The Far Side, Passing Me By. Mm. One of the greats. One yes, of the greats. Definitely one of the greats, man. One of the greats, so we'll play a little cut from that, uh, I guess, here in a second after we reveal who we pick. So I'll go ahead and say, I took the first verse done by Booty Brown, and you took? I took the last verse done by Fat Lip. There you go. And if we remember our boy Sir John Lee, um, uh, on the last episode he was on, uh, he said, you know, the best verse to grab was the last verse. First verse was good, the last verse was better uh, because you know you want to end the song, you want everybody to know who you are, and that's the one you fight yeah. for. So, yeah, so but, we took we bookended this, yeah, true. But the thing about this is, all the verses were on yeah, point, true. so there's no this is when at a time where everybody in the group had to be dope, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not like today when you could uh, you could kind of squeeze in some filler in the middle with mm-hmm. somebody else and then uh yeah yeah but yeah great time great great time in my life and my childhood mm-hmm. because i love this mm-hmm. all the verses were similar in in uh in subject matter mm-hmm. it's basically talking about that one person that one woman one girl that one love interest that you that got that practically looked over you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Go into your verse and, and let the people know why you chose it. Yeah. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll go ahead right now and play a cut from B- Booty Brown. Then also here's a little bit of cut from Fat Lip. Now there she goes again, the dopest Ethiopian, and now the world around me think it's moving in slow motion whenever she happens to walk by. Why does the apple of my eye overlooking this regard my feelings? No matter how much I try. Wait, no, why didn't I really pursue my little princess with persistence? Then I was so low-key that she was unaware of my existence from a distance. I decided secretly admired her, wired her, a letter together. And it was my dear, my dear, my dear. Okay, cool. So there you go. You got a little little tidbit. Uh, you know, if you want to listen along, sing along, whatever it is, you could check uh, the song out on Rap Genius as far as the lyrics, or even on uh, on on YouTube. I know you could find 
the lyrics and the song together um, in a lot of places. And yeah, man, I took Booty Brown because this actually sort of hit close to home to me uh, because, you know, like I said on previous episodes, you know, we had a teacher or two, uh, you know, uh, 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 when I was growing up that I thought was cute, I thought was beautiful. Uh, and, you know, um, I, I uh, you know, was always trying to trying to be impressive to my teachers, uh, you know, so they would notice me even though I was a child or I was like an adolescent or I was a teen. Uh, and yeah, way out of my way out of my age range, you know. So, you know, sort of out of my league, like you said uh, earlier. Somebody who sort of looks over you. So, yeah. So, Booty Brown, man, I'm telling you, man. He said in his younger days he used to sport a shag. When he went to school, he carried he carried lunch in a bag uh, with an apple for my teacher because I knew I'd get a kiss. I always got mad when the cast when the class was dismissed. I mean, I'm telling you, man. This dude, you know, he knew what was up. He was stylish. You know, he knew how he knew how to eat, and he brought some food for his teacher so he could butter her up all the time. So, you know, this is one of those kids. You know what I'm saying? He 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 knew how to work the situation, and he was a G. You know what I'm saying? He he said, uh, but when it was in session, I always had a question. I'd raise my hand to make her stagger to my desk and help me with my problem. It wasn't much, just a trick. He had game to smell her scent and try to sneak a touch. Look at that, man. This boy had game. Oh, how I wish I could hold her hand and give her a hug. She was married to the man. He was a thug. His name was Lee. He drove a Z. He'd pick her up from school promptly at 3 o'clock. But he was always on her jock. He graffitied on the bus, wrote her name plus his name. You know what I'm saying? He was always about that life. In this day and age where we have teachers, <laughs> you know, getting in trouble for messing around with students you know this was back in the day when maybe it happened maybe it didn't who knows uh but you know you you have the kid's perspective instead of the teacher's perspective uh, and what the kid wanted and i think this dude had the best bars because he started it off he told you the whole situation he told you what the rest of the song was going to be about because this teacher you know according to this verse had no intent ever of uh, you know noticing him like that, um, other than maybe giving him a little kiss for for bringing an apple. Um, and oddly enough, when I when I met my wife for the first time, you know she was a teacher, elementary school teacher. I brought her an apple. She put it in her purse and she's like, "Oh, that was nice." <laughs> Whatever. So then I later found out that she didn't eat that apple because she did not like red apples. She liked green apples. So whatever anyway so yeah man uh that's how i'm starting man booty brown you know what i'm saying yeah trying to get that booty yeah i i give you that and the one thing i do love and i'm i'm actually helping you out is the way he started you know just his voice and his flow mm-hmm. the way he started the first was pretty unique because he has a unique tone to yeah. his voice and uh you know he actually has like a sound bite in there that's been used on multiple multiple songs throughout hip-hop history the uh yes indeed i wrote graffiti on the bus that's been used quite a bit yeah um but yeah on to mr fat lip which i i think i i could pretty much identify with uh you know it was pretty vulnerable vulnerable verse because he didn't say he didn't really talk about how he thought he was the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, all these verses, they pretty much felt they were that dude. But he even said, 
when I try to make some sort of attempt, I simp. Damn, I wish I wasn't such a wimp. Mm -hmm. So he's actually talking about himself not being that dude. He's not being yeah. smooth. Yeah, there you go, self-deprecating. So yeah, I, I could definitely identify with this. Uh, let me see if I could if I could go through these these lyrics, and I know many people can identify with a lot of these. So you know, he says, "From a distance, I desired her, secretly admired her." wired her a letter to get her you know so from a distance we we always try to i guess back in the day admire somebody from afar even if we're kind of scared or, or shy to, to pull the trigger and walk up and start talking you know we got that little schoolboy crush on some girls mm -hmm. you could say that mm -hmm. so yeah i even love the part where you went into like the singing type mode i'm not gonna try to repeat it <laughs> i'm not it. gonna try to sing it Do i'm it. not gonna try to sing it <laughs> yeah but he went like my dear my dear my dear you do not know me but i know you very well now let me tell you about the feelings i have for you so yeah i thought that was a uh, the best verse spoke to me it's probably speaking to a lot of people out there let us know what you think yeah I don't but know, all man. the verses were dope i don't know i think this is this is this is Okay, so to help you out too, uh, I'll say that you know this this you know also sort of spoke to me because when I was a kid, I was not I was like super talkative and very outgoing to anybody and everybody on a you know on a friend to friend level. But when it came to like a girl, um, uh, you know who I liked, um, I was always super shy around them, uh, even though to, to a point like I would. I talked to them and be friendly with them, but when it came to like expressing my feelings, yeah, man, I was always, I was always sort of shy, and I really, truly didn't get over that until sometime uh, late in high school, uh, I'd have to say. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, so, and then, and then, you know, I sort of struggled with that on and off. I think a little bit older than that, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's it's funny, you know, because he's checking out and he's admiring this girl from afar. You know what I'm saying? You know, like you say. Um, and it's it's hard for him to like you say he wish he wasn't such a wimp um uh you know every time he tries to make uh you know an attempt he simps so yeah man i, I sort of felt like i did that too uh a lot <laughs> hey, yeah but and i also love yeah. from the video yeah when he say damn i wish I, was such, I wish i wasn't such a wimp he stepped in a puddle of water i, I always thought that was funny every time i watched the video when i was younger no, no, yeah, you stepped I've in stepped puddles, in many puddles of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I and I used to write. I wrote like only a few love letters, but I did every now and then. But you know that that was a great verse. You know, it ended the song great. But you know what? In this one, you know, I think it's all about how it started. So. Either way, a great song. <laughs> oh yeah, and by the way, uh, you know the the other two verses of the song and the chorus, you know, were also great. So go check it out. Because verse 2 was done by Slim Kid 3. Uh, and then uh, verse 3 was done by Imani. So, yeah. So, go ahead and check them out. Um, you know, whenever you can. Passing me by. Uh, by the far side. Classic song. Classic of classics. So, yeah. We'll have more coming up, man. We, uh, you know, we, we made ourselves a list. And we're going to try to run through that list at some point uh, over time. So, what's next? What's next? You ever been to Freaknik? What do you think about Freaknik coming back? I've never been. I, I always heard about it. Uh, I've never had an opportunity to go. Have you ever been? 
always wanted to go, just never been. I've made plans on trying to go back when I was in college. Yeah, same. Uh, I mean, it did end in 99, mm-hmm. but I read something. <coughs> I read something online yesterday about someone saying they trying to bring back Freaknik or, or <laughs> talking to their parents about Freaknik. And I'm like, what would that even work these days? Wait, I don't think it would work these is days. Is it Ja? Is it Ja Rule? Is this the party he's trying to bring back? No. Is it, no. Is it uh, the reprise of the ATL orgy? Do you remember that? ATL orgy? I don't remember. You remember that? that? I remember that. Yeah, we talked oh, about Oh, I remember that. that. I remember we talked about it. No, no. No. Okay. This is, uh, I don't I don't know. It just was trending on, on Twitter. And I was like, why, why are they uh, talking about Freak Nick? But yeah, yeah I, I thought about that and I was like, they can't do that these days. As many moist ass people they got out here, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, talking about Me Too. Yeah, no, Freak Nick was not for the faint of heart back yeah, in the day, Freak especially f- for, for people these days. Freak Nick, Freak Nick is not for the Me Too movement. It is not no. for the... Mm-hmm. For the uh, you know um, uh, you know I'll get mad at you excuse me I'll get mad at you if you look at me wrong movement it is not it is not even the Kappa Beach Party back in the day man Mm-mm. yeah yeah Kappa yeah. Beach Party was also a place that these current people would not be able to exist no. just because I mean within the first ten minutes five minutes of you being there. You'd be offended and, and be, you know, posting something. It's, you know, it's so crazy, man. Uh, there was always stories, and every now and then, you know, I saw like a video, uh, you know, somebody's camcorder video, <laughs> you know, of Capitol Beach. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I had quite a bit of video from a lot of parties I went to. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, big gathering. We used to have this thing called uh, Cunic in the park uh-huh. back in uh, college in Lafayette, and that was like, Kind of, sort of the closest thing we got to freak me, yeah. if you want to call it that. But, uh, ooh, boy, I got some stuff on. I had some stuff on video that was uh that I caught with my camcorder. That's yeah, yeah. Let's just say girls wasn't shy back then. Yeah, yeah. They weren't a. Uh, hopefully, I. Mm, I think I got them in the top of my closet somewhere. <laughs> I'll have to probably go burn those. Uh, you know, just just uh, watch them, uh, you know, whenever everybody's either out of the house uh, or asleep. Um, uh, I don't need to. <laughs> so, I do not need and, to. And we've been talking about Freak Nick, and there's probably, like, tons of people out there who would listen who have never heard of it. Uh, so, Freak Nick was, I, I, this is from Wikipedia, so you can go and, you can go and check this out. But, yeah, Freak Nick was an annual spring break, spring break meeting in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, primarily of students from historically black colleges and universities uh, began mm-hmm. in 1983 as a small picnic near the Atlanta University Center it was initially sponsored by the DC Metro Club and was typically held during the third weekend in April to coincide with the schools of Atlanta University Center's reading day the event increased in size and popularity in the 90s with dancing drinking parties a basketball tournament rap sessions film festival and a job fair uh, so there you go. So uh, that's like, <laughs> I ain't never heard nothing. Apparently, like that. there was a job fair there. Um, who, who wrote that? Maybe that wiki that was, article. That was wiki. I, I don't, I don't see who wrote it, but that, that must have been in like the first couple of years. Uh, of it. Maybe the job fair was like at the end of it all. 
Maybe. That was like Maybe. the last year. They're like 99. Oh, okay. Well, the last year. Like, uh, okay. I wonder how many people went to that job fair. Like, uh, we can also have a job fair because we want this to actually be, uh, you know, more than the, the crazy ratchetness that it actually is. So, yeah. So mm. now, Freaknik's trying to return as the Freakum Fest? Freakum Fest. Nah, that ain't gonna work. Come on, dog. That, yeah, that ain't gonna work. Freakum Fest, you know? Girls, boys. Just yeah, just stop it. Gonna be too many, too many Me Too and claims coming out with that. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you get one of them old dudes that went back in the nineties and they want to try to relive their their heyday. They gonna end up doing something foul. Yeah. Shut it down. In this day and age, so. um, in this day and age, you know the police are so uh, so jumpy as well uh, that you know if it's black people out in public celebrating, having a good time. Oh yeah, they're gonna be out. You know, full they'll force. be out in full force. And actually, looking at some of these pictures of it, what looks like you know a more recent first that more recent version of Freaknik. Yeah, there's cops out here in full force. A lot of them are black. A lot of them probably went to Freaknik. You know, oh, jacked sure. up, man. It's jacked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. man, girl, girls gonna be in like dresses all the way down to their ankles. Mm-hmm. Not like back in the day when they pull off their pants and all you got was thongs and underwear. Yep. And they wouldn't mind a guy touching them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, wow. Goodness, you making me think about all these videos that that took me in. One, one girl, and I better keep this low. I'm just walking around car to car, talking to people, and with my little VHS camera. Mm-hmm. And one girl just propped her leg up on the the car door with the window open, and just bust it open. Let's just say I saw the nappy. The the nappy dugout. The nappy dugout. The nap- it's on video somewhere. The nappy dugout till you I think out. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go burn that. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny because like, if you think about this, where are all the freaks now from Freaknik? They somebody grandmama. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, yeah, they are somebody grandmama because they had a baby too early. Uh, then that baby is now awesome. grown up and already has a kid. There you go. It's somebody mama or grandmama. Yeah, yeah. you're right about that, man. Freaknik. Bring back Freaknik. You know what would be, what would be like. I mean, obviously Atlanta would probably be the best place for Freaknik because that's where it originated. What would be like one of the worst places for Freaknik, though? <laughs> Salt Lake City, Utah. The, no, I was just about to say that. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, the Marmonic. It would be more like it would be more. If you remember that movie uh, SLC Punk, it would be like that movie yeah. mixed with Freaknik. A lot of people would like crazy uh, wild hairstyles. Uh, I mean, the closest thing I think we got is probably New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans would be good. Uh, a good spot for because I've I've seen a lot of extreme extreme ratchetness go down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, I don't I don't know. It's been so long since I like actually just hung out there. Even though we went a couple years ago, uh, but it was just a whole family. But yeah. just me and the friends, like. We go back down there, especially like Bourbon Street. Everybody hangs out Bourbon Street mm-hmm. when you, uh, especially in college. Yeah. 
That's just a place to drink, listen to music, do all kind of filth farm and ratchet type stuff. Yeah, yeah. But girls are busted open for you down there. Bust. Right in the middle of the street. Yeah. I remember some girls spilled beer on my shoes and she said, what can I do to make it up to you? And I was like, um... Bound chicka wow wow. Yeah, so <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know what you want to do. Yeah. Okay, I'll take my shirt off. Here we go. Uh, there so, we go. Yeah. Tap that love box. All right. <laughs> All over my Jordans, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you know. Which is the wrong place to wear Jordans. Never ever wear Jordans down oh, Bourbon Street. Oh, yeah, that doesn't sound Because like you don't know. Never wear good shoes, any type of decent shoes down Bourbon Street. Because uh, you don't know what that liquid is you're stepping in. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, man. Food for thought, people. Food for thought, man. Food for thought. Wow. Food for thought. You know, some more food for thought uh, just before we get into this love box situation is Juicy. Juicy Smollett. Man, we talked about you in episode 120, Juicy. But now... It's time to talk about you again. So, Jesse Smollett, you know, formerly of Empire fame and other things. Um, yeah, man, after his whole ordeal of, you know, seemingly, um, you know, seemingly, uh, uh, I guess, orchestrating this, this hate crime situation, this week was indicted on 16 felony counts. 16 think about this man two months ago just think two months ago life was okay had a job on empire you know maybe maybe your your character was getting written out you know that part was going sour but still you had a job you were getting paid you're a paid actor which you know there's hundreds of thousands you know if not millions of people out there um uh, right now in that same situation who are just trying to be you know a consistently paid actor uh, you know, basically you were either going to lose your role or your role was going to get diminished in the same show. And, um, you know, maybe your pay was going to go down, even though you had been a very large part of the show and you had some idiotic synapse fire in your brain that said, Hey, I got an idea. Let me fake a hate crime. That's going to make them want to pay me more. That's going to make them write my character back into the story, etc., etc. And this is all allegedly, right? Like John from John Effect, like I say, allegedly. Um, uh, you know, so, so you know, and then it, so the thing happened, you know, you had this crying and, and, and sniffling interview, which now just seems like an amazing acting job, um, uh, you know, on multiple TV outlets, I guess. And, you know, there's this hashtag justice for Juicy and, and all this other stuff. And then we come to find out that you, you know, that you had two African dudes, you know, uh, uh, as the guys who beat you up and you paid them. Oh, so, so now fast forward, you know, a month, two months later and yeah, you're sitting up in there, you know, sitting in the jailhouse in Chicago or maybe you're out on bail. I don't know what it is, but felony indictments, 16 felony indictments, felony 
does normally not mean that you're going to get off with it unless you're Takashi 69 and you know tells everything um, but this case I don't think you have many options Jesse I don't think you have many options maybe mm -hmm. you'll get less time for, for uh, you know this being your first defense but man uh, I don't know I, <laughs> okay I gotta I don't know if this is bad or not, but I mean, you know how many dudes are waiting in prison, saying, "I can't wait. I hope Juicy get assigned to my, to my, uh, you know, to my prison to blow him out, man, to blow that back out." Uh, I, I wouldn't really think about that. I mean, just think. Well, you could think about it now. Just think about that. I don't want to. Juicy, you the messed up, Juicy. You messed up. You about to get juiced. Well, all right. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, like this. This is oh. this is the sort of thing I, I talk to my kid. I don't talk to my kid about this. Mm. I, don't, I don't talk to my kid about Cold this. Man. But I would say, uh, 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 you know, I tell him about decisions that he makes. You know, my son. I tell him about mm -hmm. and daughter. Tell him about the decisions they make. Uh, you know, good or bad decisions. People you hang out with. Situations you're in. You know, and and the potential to happen, you know, in those situations, and this is one of those things where you know the difference between right and wrong. Juicy has been denied acting jobs, has been, you know, removed, or or you know, like shows have been canceled or whatever. Is he's had you know bit parts or whatever it is over the course of his of his career, so he knows what this situation is, regardless if this show is one of the largest shows on TV or not. Um, and he had, you know, he had a very, you know, a fairly uh, large role in the show. He knows that this is just the life. This is the industry. This is what happens to everyone. Uh, I don't think there's anyone who has acted who is on a show that eventually didn't either get canceled or just ended. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just ran so long. Um, except for The Simpsons. I think those people are acting until they die. But yeah, man. You know, so this is not a new thing. But when this happened to him this time, why did he decide to go cray and do that I don't know I don't know makes me sad whatever man whatever before we go to love box or Kelly man that's how we started the show we talked Kay Kayla had her had her uh, had her voicemail so y'all okay. R. Kelly another person who made some extremely horrible decisions uh, seems like over the years you know, have now finally, finally come back to bottom in the butt, man. Um, wow, R. Kelly. So we already know, you know, how he was uh, indicted or charged for, um, yeah, for uh, what uh, uh, I can't remember how many counts of inappropriate relations with the with the underage uh, female. Uh, so, so that was initially he got put in jail. He was, you know, released on bond. With bond was paid for by a friend. Uh, then this past week, uh, he was also picked up uh, and jailed uh, due to some back child support, $160,000 worth of back child support. Now, we will say what we will, you know, and we've said it before about child support and how it's, you know, it is necessary for the kids, but then again, it also could be. Uh, the system that's getting played by the mom uh, or the dad, uh, you know, who's requesting the child support, um, mm -hmm. uh, depending on their situation, and they and it's maybe even a come up for some of these people, 
uh, depending on you know who they're married to or who they were married to or baby daddy baby mom but this situation 160,000 um, and so yeah he was put in jail they judged that they wouldn't release him until he paid the child support uh, you know I guess it was just reported that uh, uh, that he was released from jail because he posted for that but he did an interview three part interview with CBS's Gail King y'all know Gail as Oprah's friend you know what I'm saying a friend Oprah's, Oprah's friend her, her BFF Gail King she looked totally unbothered during the interview R. Kelly on the other hand he was quote unquote unhinged so we heard part of the interview earlier, uh, you know, in the show. And yeah, man, I know you hadn't had a ton of time to really look into this. Uh, uh, but, you know, after listening to that, you know, sort of what are your thoughts uh, uh, over the whole situation, man? Uh, wow. It's tough to even say. I don't even know how to even process uh <laughs> process everything I heard on that that snippet at the beginning but he brought it on himself that's all I can say just like Juicy you brought it on yourself I don't don't know if you (sighs) I didn't watch the six part series so I can't say I can't make any judgments on the man The whatever life was the lifetime series was that it or whatever the the like what was that the documentary they did whatever a month ago the two Netflix ago. series I, I didn't watch I it yeah I, I don't yeah yeah whatever it is escaping R Kelly or something about it I don't know uh, I don't feel bad for the man but in part of me like feels bad bad for him. Mm-hmm. I, I should be feeling bad for the victims. Yeah. 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 I mean, just seeing him cry and tear up. And part of me is like, is this dude acting and faking? And then part of me is like, uh, this dude's like really hurting and he could be going away for a very, very long time. That's probably why he's crying. Yeah. He don't want to, he don't want to give up his freedom, but at the same time, if you did all these things to these young women, mm-hmm. hey man, you gotta you gotta face the consequences. Um, as far as the money thing, I don't think he's dead. I don't <coughs> I don't think he's dead broke. Yeah. Even though he says he's broke, I think he has money on the side somewhere. Cause hundred sixty one thousand dollars coming from a uh, a friend who owns a daycare, I don't I don't see that happening. I don't see this person having hundred sixty one thousand dollars from a daycare business just. Mm-hmm willing to to dish this it out is, I think he, yeah I think he has money stashed somewhere that he's given only a few people access to yeah that's uh well it's funny in that in that interview um you know in that in that interview we found out that he uh you know he said I you know was tired of people taking my money you know moving my money uh, I didn't know who had access you know to my account um, so I went to Bank of America for the first time by myself. And Gail was like, what do you mean first time by yourself? Like, when did you go for the first time by yourself? He's like, three weeks ago to a month. And she was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Skirt. 
Hold on. This is the first time first time you went to the bank by yourself? Ever? He's like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> Come on, man. So the first time he went to the bank by himself. Now there, there's a little bit of that you can understand because hey, you have like finance people are supposed to be able to supposed to be taking care of stuff like this. So I know that there's some artists, you know, probably a lot of artists who hit this level who probably hadn't gone to a bank since they were younger or a kid or, you know, not not at this level. Uh, uh, you know, so they have people handling handling this. So they probably just ask for money, they get money, you know, uh, or they pull money out, whatever, and then they're done. But yeah, that was that was fairly shocking. Then for him to say, you know, I had three hundred fifty thousand dollars in my account. I told her I wanted to transfer it over to a new account. Then the next day he was picked up and didn't have access to that money yet. Wow, wow, that's all I gotta say. Um, timing, talk about timing, or maybe he knew. Uh, did he turn himself in, or was he just arrested? I can't remember. But you know, I think he was just arrested. I can't arrested. remember. But yeah, uh, he just went. You know, he he, he got he got put in jail, and then he wasn't able to access that money to be able to pay to pay his bailout. Um, and then you know they talk about the child support situation. Like, like how how is somebody go gonna try to derail a dad? You know, we're just trying to have a relationship with his kids. You know how bad it is. How dads want to have a relationship with their kids. Yes, kids do need a relationship with both of their parents, mother and father. Right. Uh, especially a right. dad in this day and age, you know, uh, just because, you know, there's, I'm not saying that, that you know, I'm not saying that your life ain't right if you don't have, a, if you never had a relationship with your dad growing up. But I'm just saying, you know, there's things that a mother teaches you. There's things that a dad teaches you. They're not the same. A mother's not a father. A father's not a mother. You know, um, and I know everybody True. don't have the right the, the same situation. I know everybody's situation is different. Um, you know, my wife, for instance, has talked a lot about you know the fact that her dad was you know a deadbeat and not in her life. Uh, you know, for most of it, unless he was asking for money. Um, uh, you mm -hmm. know, so so it is what it is, man. But but you know, we understand that uh, R. Kelly. But I guess he's trying to get the sympathy vote with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh -huh. But yeah, yeah. I guess he, I guess he was able to post uh, or somebody posted for him so he can get out this time. But it all seems like it's coming to a head. Uh, you know, it all seems like it's gonna, you know, it, it it's uh, he, he's gonna have to go to jail for this for quite some time. But there's also reports uh, of them saying, you know, a body language specialist watched the interview and said, you know, there's some truth to what R. Kelly is saying. So I don't know which part is true. Um, you know, I, I think what yeah. they what they really need to do is they need to have him take a lie detector test. Then we know, right? I mean, we we'll know to a, well, a certain percentage, a certain degree, what is true or not. A certain degree. Yeah. And yeah. Have, I mean, even those can be uh kind of falsified. Yeah, that's true. Or beaten. I mean, there's there's you know, ways that so. you can beat. You got to be a great actor, you know. Um, I mean, and if you watched, uh, you know, if you watched Trapped in the Closet, uh, uh, you know, R. Kelly is, uh, you know, he's all right. But, but uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'd like to see it. But it, it's funny because, you know, you list, you look at some of the songs, titles that he made or other people made that are associated with him. And it causes question, right? So, or even lyrics in the song. So, so uh, you know, Trapped in the Closet, for instance. Trapped in the closet. 
the whole ordeal surrounding him right now, where they say they have women who were, you know, sort of like slaves at his home, if you will, trapped at his home. And you, what do you think think about that song, Trapped in the Closet? What do you have somebody trapped in the closet? Even though, you know, maybe the song went a different way than this situation, maybe not uh, insert in, in parts of it, but he has uh, having somebody trapped in the closet, but then being associated with having, you know, or commit or kidnapping or whatever women and making them sex slaves at your house. Not a good look, right? Uh, you think about mm-hmm. that song, what is it? I'll Admit, what is it, like the 20-something minute song that he made. Not good timing. I ain't even bought it. Yeah, I ain't even bought it. I didn't listen to it either, but now I want to listen to it to see what he actually admitted, which I guess I remember them saying that he really didn't admit anything. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but he didn't really admit anything throughout the song. Now, let's go back, back in time to someone that I know we were in love with. Right? A lot of people were in love with. Aaliyah. Who that? Oh yeah, uh, probably. You know. Okay, so we look at this song. Are you that somebody? Are you some? Are you that somebody? Uh, if I tell you, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is it? If I let you know, you can't tell nobody. I'm talking about nobody. I hope you're responsible. Boy, I gotta watch my back, cause I'm not just anybody. Sometimes I'm goody-goody, right now I'm naughty-naughty. You know what I'm saying? Like, was Aaliyah, was this a cry for help from Aaliyah? You know what I'm saying? This was, this was well after well after our killing. Well, it was, but you know, this is, she she says, there's something I can tell you, there's something I gotta tell you, uh, you know, that you can't really tell anybody else. So was this somebody, is this a situation where she, you know, maybe is dating somebody new? You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, and uh, and she, you know, has some information that she wants to tell because you know when you date somebody, when you're talking to somebody, you know, eventually you get to the point where you get into some deep conversation. You talk about deep life things that happen. You know, can I tell you about what happened with me and R. Kelly? Because right now I got an NDA that I signed and I can't talk about it publicly. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. I mean, rock the boat, one in a million. So sad, but hey, you know, it is what it is, man. Kales, Kales. Oh, there's another song I thought about. So Hotel, right? The one he did with uh, who was that? With Cassidy. Um, Girl, you want to come to my hotel? Then let me give you my room key. Uh, I don't know, R. Kelly. You know, is it is is R. Kelly's hotel actually R. Kelly's House of Horrors? Is that what it is? I don't know. Man, come on. I know I'm jumping to a R. lot of conclusions. Kelly's House but maybe of Horrors. <laughs> Tales from the Hood. Uh, wow. You say Kells from the Hood? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it could work. Uh, I was thinking Tales yeah. from the Hood. You say R. Kelly's House of Horrors. It's like that could be Tales from the Hood Part Three. Yeah. Call it Kells from the Hood. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, there's just so many songs where, you know, where uh, it's sort of like, you know, Dave Chappelle, you know, said like, you know, the song sort of speaks to everything and sort of tells you mm-hmm. exactly maybe what happened. So, so Robert, Robert Kelly, 
you know, you and Robert Kraft, you know, had had a, had a pretty bad week there. Um, in the same week, you know, um, mm-hmm. pretty sad. Uh, I don't know, man. It just, I just think it's wild. Uh, you know, some of this stuff that we heard it, we listened to it, we sang it, we danced to it, we stepped in the name of love to it. Uh, and now it's coming out as, as uh, sort of potentially evidence. You know, even though I know it could all be said that it's all fictitious and made up because it's an artwork, uh, it could also mm-hmm. be uh, be uh, misconstrued as evidence. So, I don't know. Well, ah, oh, man. Well, we shall see what happens. We shall see. Will he go on the run like OJ? Will we get a an eye in the sky following him in a Bronco? You never know, man. You never know. You never know. How am I supposed to work? There's people out here saying stuff about me. My kids is watching this. You know? How can I make money? How can I work? And they won't let me. I gotta calm down. Lies! Uh, you know, if you guys have an opportunity, check out the Saturday Night Live uh, skit that they did uh, parodying this interview. Um, it's it's uh, it's pretty hilarious. Pretty hilarious. I we ain't got nothing else uh let's uh move on from this situation uh to tap in that love box so jay cues the music and you know, careless whisper. keep it careless reach up reach around wrench it off and tap that love box hmm. if you actually wouldn't be opposed to seeing uh r kelly in a high speed Highway chase in a Bronco. Tap your love box. So I actually kind of want to see that now. I think it'd actually be pretty entertaining. Um, mm. Wow. If you think Jesse, Jesse Juicy Smollett really truly messed up his whole life uh, with this whole situation that he's in now, tap your love box. If you ever, if your mama ever been to Freaknik, <laughs> or actually, if your mama or your daddy both met at Freaknik, mm. tap your love box. If your mom and daddy are still together after meeting at Freaknik, <laughs> and it wasn't just a one-time thing and you are the product of Freaknik, then tap your love box. That's pretty dope yeah. they stay together. Yeah. Actually, if you are a product of Freaknik and you don't know your daddy, Tap your love by. So sorry. Wow. Says a lot about your mama. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if you want to go to Brooklyn and buy a 40 ounce water bottle that looks like a malt liquor bottle. What? At local bodegas in Brooklyn, tap your love box. Yeah, you can buy a water bottle that looks like a 40 dollar. Put it in a bag, okay. drink it. Act drunk or whatever. Fake it. Yeah, a fakey ounce. A fakey ounce. Wow, interesting. People do anything nowadays. Uh, let's see, man. If you are going to see the new Captain Marvel movie, and tap your love box. Uh, yeah. yeah, I. 
Yeah. Honestly, I want to see it. Like, I really, I'm really pretty intrigued after a few people who I trust their movie knowledge have watched it and said, you should go check it out. It'll be good. I actually heard one person say they absolutely did not like Is that it. right? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's only because a lot of people always want to say uh, it doesn't represent the comic book, but you can't have a definite true to true to life comic book that uh, I guess true to life representation of the comic book like go frame by frame mm-hmm. and story by story it's never gonna happen yeah. cause it wouldn't even make any sense I mean it's yeah yeah anyway yeah. this is the crazy thing man like we all we always want that to be as accurate as possible but dang it's hard for it to be as accurate as possible it's hard it's hard I mean I, I actually don't want it uh, I'm, I guess I'm like the one of the rare people that yeah. don't even want it cause it's like okay you got a film that's the exact same thing as uh, the comic book so you already know what happened right uh, I mean yeah you already know what happens yeah. it's like I mean I like what they did with Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. that was a completely different you know spin yeah. off from uh, I guess the original Guardians of the Galaxy yeah that I was familiar with, but yeah, yeah, whatever. It's all good. Wow, I'm gonna watch yeah, it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So hey, if you would be like the 28 year old Florida high school band director named Ricardo Emmanuel Escalian, uh, who had a relationship with a 17 year old student and doesn't regret a thing, tap your little box. If you were that guy that always had a girl passing you by, tap your love box. Yeah. Tap it, tap always it, tap it. Tap it, tap it. Wow. Um, if you, uh, if you got in a fight, um, just like these people did in Queens, uh, over some crab legs at a Chinese buffet, tap your love box. Mm-hmm. I mean, crab legs, man good yeah crab legs are good they fight they were fight we're fight man if you are kind of sad that uh R&B singer Jaheem is now reduced to driving an Uber tap your love box Jaheem really I mean these are these are claims these are reports coming out from multiple Multiple sources saying he's driving Ubers now, man. You know, I mean, I mean, and hopefully, uh, I don't know, maybe that's what he likes. Yeah, you know, Jaheem, you know, he 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 had uh, he he had his songs, you know, he had his songs. Put that woman first, my place tonight. Fabulous. I've changed more reasons. You know. Finding my way back. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. Find his way back. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. Hey, if you think it's dope, uh, the 21 Savage, you know, after this whole ice thing that he had to go through and, and uh, you know, uh, it's a crumpet, you know, because we found out that he was British. Uh, after after the whole situation he had to go through, is now planning to offer 150 jobs to at-risk youth through his quote-unquote bank account campaign. 
Tap your love box. I think that's cool. 21 Savage using his money for the right thing. Good job. That's good. Man, that is good. Good on him. Uh, if you feel like your phone is actually spying on you and sending you advertisements when you didn't even look anything up, mm -hmm. all you did was either speak about it or visually see it somewhere, tap your love box. Yeah. It's kind of freaky now because I saw something yesterday like I was in Arlington, your favorite place, oh, yeah. and uh, I saw this new store open up. It was like a CBD store, mm -hmm. you know, uh, CBD uh, like cannabis oil, cannabidiols and mm -hmm. all that other stuff. And I saw a big sign that said CBD tinctures. I'm like, oh, okay. Didn't look it up on my phone until... You just said it, right? I, I said it. Uh, I just said, said it. Said to myself, not oh, okay, loud, okay. I just said it to myself. Uh-oh. And now that I'm just scrolling through my phone on uh on on Twitter, not Twitter, uh Google, I see no, it's not even Google. I see it on uh some random website I'm just looking at, and there's a big ad that says C V D tinctures. And I'm like, what the uh, hell? I didn't search for that. Weird. But it's happened multiple times before. Oh, yeah. Like I could be reading something or looking at something that has something to do with like, let's just say audio equipment or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'll go to Facebook, bam, there's an ad that pops up of exactly what I was looking at or thinking about. That is that is really weird. It's kind of scary. Yeah, multiple people have told me the same thing too. Yeah, I think uh, depending on the apps that you allow access to your to your uh, your microphone. I know it's supposed to, you know, you, you should be able to use your microphone when you're using that app during the specific situation, but I but I, I do think that sometimes it, it, it sort of, uh, you know, it, it listens or it uses your camera or it uses your location. I guess it uses your location uh, to really find out where you are. And then also it tracks and cross-references, cross-references your searches. Uh, so if you use the private search uh, on, on the iPhone, then... It doesn't do that, but uh, if you use the regular public a private search, see, I don't even know. Uh, I don't. The thing is, I don't even search for any of the stuff that I be thinking about or reading. Yeah, yeah that's. And I sure don't point the camera at it. So. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so if you, uh, you know, if you hit your, hit your your uh, internet app, your Safari app, and then hit, uh, you know, the little pages down in the corner. Uh, there's those little oh. multiple pages. You hit that private button. It'll take you to a private window. Uh, uh, see, I don't even use Safari. I use Chrome. Keep it private. Um, yeah. So, hey, man, that's it's crazy. Yeah, it's happened to me a lot of times. I search for one thing, or you know, on uh, search for one thing uh, uh, on Google. You know, clicked on the page once or something like that. Next thing you know, every Facebook uh, or Facebook has multiple ads. Instagram on my phone all of a sudden has these ads. Uh, uh, you know, I it, it just pop up everywhere. I'm just like, where, where'd that come from? Yeah. See, see, smart. I can understand that. It's just, it's just the the but, looking at something or just speaking about it, and then it automatically, yeah. Hey, we're gonna put this in this, put a bunch of advertisements. This is this. what makes it. That's that's the that's the yeah. freaky. Yeah, thing. that's true, and that's happened before too. I I, I remember saying something. Uh, my coworker, one of my coworkers and I were talking about something, and lo and behold, I flipped up my Instagram. 
and like I kid you not within minutes of us talking about it it was an ad that I scrolled right past just for that same place I was like what hold on never looked it up before that you know what I'm saying so yeah it's crazy it's crazy uh, but yeah but but the weird thing is you know when it when you speak about it or when you look it up on one source and then it crosses over to a whole different source uh, you know of, of information a, a website or something like that pops up and it's like what huh so yeah man it's wild okay back to the love boxing so hey um, if uh, if you think it's interesting that and and I don't know if feel some kind of interesting way about Dak quarterback, the Cowboys president, uh, sorry, the Cowboys quarterback Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott uh, his dog could face the death penalty for biting his neighbor tap your little box, that's crazy the dog could face the death penalty why do they call it death penalty, why don't they just say they're they going to put it down yeah, euthanize it, yeah well, wow. they call it the death penalty man. wow, wow, wow mm, mm, mm. Wow, if you think uh, <laughs> P. Diddy is heartbroken by Cassie eloping to her new boyfriend, Tappy Love Box. Because I don't even think Diddy, Diddy didn't even propose to Cassie. Diddy. He was just like, she was just like the side Diddy piece. Diddy didn't do it. <laughs> Diddy didn't do it, but she did it. She left him and got a new piece. She passed on by. She is, uh, yeah, she definitely passed Diddy yeah. by. Yep, she married now. Cool. Mm, mm, mm. They dated for ten years. Who dates for ten years? Well, never mind. I know people who did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, mm, mm, mm. This is interesting. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I think this is this is wild too. So uh, let's see here. Where the uh, so. It was, it was, uh, so if you, if you think it's dope <laughs> that this, uh, that this California college student, Malik Eid, Eid, I can't remember, I can't uh, pronounce it, but yeah, anyway, if you think it's dope that he basically, you know, used a, a presentation in front of his class that he was doing to call out his professor for using the N-word multiple times in class alright not all heroes wear capes y'all not all mm. heroes wear capes thank you for calling them out now we all know you know you call them out. ooh Idris Elba to replace Will Smith as Deadshot yeah I was going to ask you how you what you thought about that uh, I'm interested man I think it's a good. I think yeah, it's good. I think it's a good, good replacement. But then, on the side note, Will Smith is going to be playing uh, Serena and Venus's daddy in the new movie. Oh no! So, really? yeah, people are kind of outraged about that. They have questions. It doesn't even look like, like why? No, no, he doesn't. I think there's other actors that could have played that part. Yeah. Just as well. I mean, I know Will Smith has crossed over a lot of different genres, but I mean, give some, just give it to somebody else. Like, I don't know. I can't. I can't. Uh, whatever. I'll watch it eventually, probably. But I don't know. 
wild. Yeah. Oh wow. Tap your love box. Uh, uh, if you do not want to take these birth control pills that were recalled because of packaging error that could result result in unintended pregnancies. Hmm? Yep. I guess they have the the pills on the wrong dates, and that could cause you to get preggers if you take it at the wrong time when you shouldn't be. Wow. There you go. Well, well, well. You know, get your love box tapped at the wrong time. Thought you were on the pill, but it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. That is complete the red. Yeah. Uh, well, there you have it, people. Another incredible episode by the hashtag Blackout Podcast. Oh, hey, one more thing before we get to this. So Dave East mm. is supposed to be supposed to portray Method Man. Method yeah. Man. What do you yeah. think about that? I think that's cool. I like Dave yeah. East. Uh, I don't know what his acting abilities is, but I'm curious to see how it yeah. works. Yeah. I'm curious. Yes, indeed. So, Should be interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be interesting. All right, all right. So uh, we won't talk anymore about this craziness, especially Kylie Jenner becoming uh, the world's youngest building billionaire ever. But uh, why don't you tell the? I think we talked about that. We, we did talk a little bit about it uh, sometime back. So uh, why don't you go ahead yeah. and tell the people where they can find us? Uh, well, Twitter, Instagram, hashtag Blackout Pod, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud. Spreaker, um, YouTube, you'll catch audio on YouTube. Um, what else? What else can they do? Anchor, Anchor app, if you got that. Uh, email is topics, hashtag blackoutpod at gmail.com. Uh, hit up bossboxes.shop, get yourself 10% off of boss box when you hit our blackout 10 in the checkout. Get yourself some hooks rubs through Etsy and the uh website which is hook let me see if I can remember because I'm trying to think in my head is it hooks rubs dot biz dot something uh, hooks rub dot business close dot site close business dot site there you go and um yeah uh, what else am I missing what else am I missing I think that's it is that you it got about it you got the boss boxes you got the hooks rubs in there um, yeah, happy birthday to Kayla and all her rider apparel. Happy birthday. Um, uh, get you some rider apparel so you can ride like, you know, like she does. Ride until the sunset. Until the sunset. And yeah, man, we're going to ride this episode until the sunset. I am blacking out. Peace out, y'all. Blacking out too. Later. F- I was about to say later, fools. Later, folks. <laughs> <laughs>